Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bernessa. Today we're joined by Chris and Anna from the Civil Service to talk about the Fast Dream programme. Welcome Chris and Anna, thanks for joining Hello. us today. Good afternoon. To start things off, would you be able to introduce yourselves and your job roles? Do you want to go first, Chris? Yeah, no problem. So, hi, uh, hi everyone. I am Chris. I am on the current FAF Dreamer, so my second year of the FAF Dream, and do the project delivery FAF Dream. So at the moment, I'm in the home office. Uh, I've actually done a complimentary stint as a commercial manager here, working on procurement, so buying things for the government. Uh, They're all quite interesting. I'll go to more detail in a bit about the kind of ins and outs of the role and what I've done previously. But I'll hand over to Anna now to introduce herself. Yeah, hi, I'm Anna. I'm also a second year Fast Dreamer. I'm on the generalist Fast Dream. Um, and at the moment, I'm on a secondment to a company who deals with like net zero related things. That's really interesting. Thank you. So you talk about there what you're doing now. And Chris, you mentioned that. How did you actually come into being on this programme and where you are today? So I originally studied drama a while ago now, actually, at the University of Manchester. So perhaps not a degree you would associate with going into government. Yeah, so I started with a degree at the drama in the University of Manchester. Um, my initial idea was to go into perhaps directing or acting. I was also doing music at the time, which I still do. Um, afterwards, I worked at McDonald's, fast food pastime, as well as doing gigging. And then, as we all know, COVID happened. So I went back home and I started as a work coach. So doing this mass recruitment, 12,000 new work coaches nationwide. Uh, So I signed up for that and got the job there up in Manchester. I did 18 months as a work coach. And whilst I was there, I applied for the Fast Dream. Didn't really know too much about it. I knew it was a grad scheme. I knew I was in the civil service already. So it would be quite a handy one to apply to. And... I was surprised to to get a role in the project delivery fast stream. Last year, I was a project support officer at DEFRA working on their wildlife protection program. And then this year, I have just finished six months as the assistant commercial manager in the home office and then starting another six month placement soon as a business information officer at Kensington Council. Wow. So quite varied roles, yeah. as you will find that across the fast stream. Uh, you don't really know what you're going to be doing next. And it's very fast paced and that you'll be getting a lot of experience across different professions. How long between graduating and starting the fast stream? I'm just curious to know if you were in your previous role for quite a while, you know, whether whether you can go into the fast mm. stream as a sort of career change um, or whether Definitely. it's generally just um, graduate recent graduates who go into it. So you can, there's no limit on when you can go into the fast stream after you finish your degree. So you can go in at any point. I finished my degree in 2019 and started, applied for the fast stream 2021 and then started in 2022. So three years after graduating. Yeah. Um, you know, throughout that time, I was obviously working in that environment. And technically, I started as an existing civil servant, had a degree anyway. Yeah. Um, but there are different routes. So it really does cater for people who have perhaps gone and done a bit of work previously, decided it's not quite for them or wanted to see what opportunities the fast stream offers. Right. So just to pick up on that, you mentioned about going from your degree to your work mm. coach. So was that a purely random move that you were just during COVID, you know, there was that call, and did you just kind of go with it and then have never looked back really? So my mum was a work coach. Um, oh, okay. Funny, funny story. So she's always on the ball with work and wants to get people into work, as you can imagine. So I finished at Mackey's, was it June 2020? You know, this is during during COVID. 
go back home to live live with my mum because obviously the work there's no more furlough but there actually wasn't much work at the time yeah um, so it's, it's probably no fault of the pay right and everything else went back home within two or three weeks she's saying oh you thought about jobs you looked at jobs my wording <laughs> to my mum well, in case you haven't noticed, there is a pandemic going on at the moment, <laughs> but there was opportunities to to be a work coach. They were hiring for the job opportunities. I suppose the idea being, you know, once the economy gets started again after the pandemic, you want to get people back into work quite quickly. Not something I would have considered before. No. So it's quite a quite an odd situation to suddenly get the job and be like, why well, I'm here, I'm doing this work. I did drama at uni. <laughs> But I really enjoyed the work. You know, you're working with people, it's customer facing and you are helping members of the community. It does sound incredibly varied, the the different sections you've worked in with different departments. Do you get any choice in, in where you go or are you just told this is where your next placement or next department is going to be? So I don't know, Anna, if you want to add Yeah, I'll jump in. Yeah, so we get what they call like a preference form. Um, so you right. get to take five different, well, this is how it is at the moment, five different departments that you're interested in or like the work of. And then you also get to pick three geographical areas as well. Um, and then you can also make other kind of comments on the form. So you can say, I really want to do a placement within operational delivery or I'd quite like to work in this department and you can kind of map those things out. Um, the other thing that I did last time was I said, I feel like I've got sufficient experience in like working with local authorities. So for my next posting, that's not something I'd want to yeah. do again. And then all of that is some clever person somewhere reads through all of the fast stream um, preference forms and then they allocate you where you'll be going. So I know Chris has said about how he got into. So Anna, do you want to tell us a bit about how you got into the fast stream? Yeah, um, this will be quite a long story, um, but I'll try and keep it as brief as possible. So I graduated in 2017 um, and I did French and Spanish at Northumbria University. Um, during my final year, everyone was like, have you applied for grad schemes? Have you applied for grad jobs? And I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Had absolutely no idea. Um, so then for two years, I worked at Northumbria Uni in the marketing department. Yeah and travelled all around the country just speaking about university, my experience, um, and then you could only do that job for a maximum of two years. So after that I finished and I was like, now what? Don't know what to do. Um, so I started working for the local council um, and just did three months there and that was really good experience, kind of a gateway into like local government um, yeah. and how like councils work and all of that. Um, and then after that, I got a job working in fisheries. So it was an arm's length body of what we call of um, the department, like DEFRA, the government department. So I worked there for two, three years um, and I was licensing fishing boats, looking after fishing quota, um, speaking with fishermen, sometimes angry fishermen. <laughs> um, and then after there wasn't, unfortunately, I loved working there, but there wasn't unfortunately that many like opportunities for progression. So on a whim, I applied for Fast Stream. It was always something I'd heard about, but I just never thought it would be attainable for me or was something I'd get to be able to do. Um, so I applied for Fast Stream and then got onto it. So again, I had a bit of a build up to getting on. Um, and like Chris, I also joined as an existing civil servant, but do have a degree. So I could have got on that way as well. No, I like what you say and how it kind of resonates with a lot of people, I guess, is around not knowing what they wanted to do and getting to that point when there's that pressure to be like, 
make a decision and and that's why so this podcast is called Bernessa so in English that means what next so it's all around having conversations so hopefully people can listen and help in that journey of thinking what next but also hearing from different people who'd who follow different paths to get where they've got to I bet you never thought you know when you were doing your degree thinking speaking French and Spanish I guess that you'd be talking to fishermen no it was quite good actually when I worked in fisheries because I did get to use my language skills because we did look after some French and Spanish vessels Um, and then there was some Dutch ones as well so got to and now learn like odd words in Dutch but just fish so it's not really useful (laughs) on the day-to-day but yeah never thought I'd end up here or working in fisheries or especially doing what I do now um in this post and it's just I think that's the thing that you never know what's next so and I never do don't really have a plan so just kind of keep bouncing around um and I'm slowly building up a picture of what I enjoy from each job that I do and then I'll know when I'm looking for something like in the end what it is that exactly I want because I guess it's all about building skills isn't it and and kind of seeing what you like and I guess whatever your degree is in, you get certain skills that you probably wouldn't be able to do your job without them. So even if it's not necessarily the most logical leap from French to fisheries or drama to, you know, going to work in government, but actually is the degree does prepare you for that. So you've mentioned about the six months different placements. So could you tell us a bit about the support you get and also how you're supported to prepare for the end of the placement and moving on in the future? Yeah. Christy wants to jump in on that one. Yeah, no worries, Anna. So whilst you're on the scheme, you'll have essentially two managers at the same time. You'll have a skills and capability manager, SCM, and they will be with you from day one of the scheme. And the idea behind that is you'll have someone throughout the three or four years you're on the scheme, um, a consistent manager from the cabinet office, and they will look after your learning development. So any pastoral issues, you go to them as well your end of year reviews you'll go through them as well as learning opportunities you can chat over with them and put in these like monthly one-to-ones or however often you'd like so alongside with that you have your activity manager which is your manager at your day-to-day department yeah and what they'll do is then assign tasks to you you'll develop you'll work with that person on a daily basis and they will provide more role specific training so for example last year i was in projects and project delivery my manager was a more senior project manager, worked with portfolio manager, and then we would work on certain things together. And the flip side, my skills and capability manager would then have helped me review what I've already discussed and what I've learned yes. in the role. And then a large part of the fast stream is about reflecting on learning. So they will try and teach you to look for learning opportunities yourself and that process of self-reflection so you can identify the opportunities yourself eventually. That's kind of part yes. of the end goal is to self-assess yourself and see what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, where can I find learning opportunities that really suit me best and suit what I where I want to go next. Sounds really supportive and like and it's I think it's good to kind of see the difference between your long-term skill development but also the practical day-to-day um, mm. as well. I'm sure just the process of having those discussions about um, the skills you've gained and things you've learned really prepare you for future roles as well. I'm sure you're able to really articulate the things you've learned during your time with the civil service. So I'm sure that's, I can imagine that's a really helpful thing to have. A, a skills and capability skills, manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you'll have different review periods. 
So at the end of each placement, you have a bit of a reflection period. You normally prepare some slides or some information. You do kind of a write up of how it went, yeah. um, how you think it could have gone better. And you support for that process and ask questions around to help you reflect on the learning. I suppose another big form of support, which I imagine Anna could talk about as well, is other fast treatments. I think yeah. really big make a big difference, especially if you're coming from university or just recently graduated. It's quite a nice introduction into the working world. You have yeah. other people your age, people going through a similar thing to you as well. It's all a new situation. So having those discussions with other people and it's all really close friendships. I hang out with loads of people outside of work now that are other fast treatments. Um, you know, and stayed into contact with them throughout postings. So that's been really nice as well. Yeah, I was going to say one of the really good things is in your first week, uh, which is known as base camp, sounds quite. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so they set you up with what's called an action learning set, and it's a group of around six to eight people, all on fast stream, all in the first year. And you meet them every six to eight weeks in your first year, and then it's up to you whether you carry that on. Um, we've all decided in my we call it an ALS group um, to carry on meeting because we just really get on we really like yeah. each other um, and it's just kind of like a sounding board for yeah. it could be like little wins that you have or if you do encounter problems so I know I had to go to a new office and I didn't know anyone and I was so nervous to like go in and um, so I was voice noting the rest of the ALS being <laughs> like I'm really scared to go through this door and they were like you can do this so that's a really positive thing. And then the other thing is I'm what's called a regional fast streamer. So I live in the northeast of England um, and there's loads of different networks you can get involved in. Yeah. Um, so one of the ones I'm in is the regional fast stream um, streamers network. And we meet up and we might just go to the pub. We might do like a pub quiz. Um, and it's everybody kind of living in the northeast, all on fast stream. So, again, it's just good to like meet people. But they have those all around the country, not just in the northeast. I was going to ask, you know, with COVID, and I think there's been a massive shift in how people are working and organisations are working. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask, you know, obviously there's offices and things that people will go to, but how how does the scheme work in terms of, um, so say, for example, you've got someone who might not live really in proximity to somewhere like a city. How is that? How does that work in terms of working patterns and any insights you can give on that might be quite useful just to help people understand how the workplaces and schemes are going um, post-COVID? Yes, so um, at the moment, obviously, the government's still offering flexible working. And at the moment, it's roughly 60% of your time needs to be in the office. Um, There are cases where it might be fully work from home or there are cases where due to kind of like what you're working on, it might need to be fully in the office. If you do need to be in like a certain location because you've got caring needs or childcare responsibilities, um, you can have something called a relocation restriction. And that just means you'll be in a commutable distance from where you live um, when you apply. So there's like methods to help people out. I personally go into the office like two and a half, three days a week. And then because none of my team are based in my local office, I travel down to London once a month to see them, um, oh, okay. which has been really positive. I was going to ask you, Anna, where, where you're based when you were talking about handing out the uh, fishing licences and that kind of thing. 
just had this image of you like in a nice little fishing village sitting on the dock kind of handing out licenses. Yeah it wasn't that picturesque unfortunately it was the North Shields fish key so it's a fully oh, working okay. fish key but yeah I also had the same kind of idea of me being like up on a beach in Northumberland <laughs> but no it's a proper industrial fish key. Good Still fishing exciting. trips anyway yeah. yeah on your lunch break. Oh, so are you, Chris, in the office? Do you like the office or are you kind of a bit of a, a mixed bag with what you prepare? So beforehand, the job centre, I was fully in the office every yeah. day, five days a week, which I enjoyed because the nature of the work required that yes. facing customers. Now, 6% is quite nice. It's a good balance, I find, between yes. that flexibility of partially saving money at home as well but then the benefit of going to the office is noticeable in interacting with other people and learning opportunities yeah. I think that's another big aspect of the fast stream and probably one of its biggest benefits is that I found people are quite happy to give you opportunities and yeah. if you say you want to sit in on kind of a, a board with of directors or you know really serious decision making committee and seeing how government functions at the top level they will tend to let you do that um, and you get a really good insight onto how one the scale of government and all the interesting decisions it makes and the impacts that have on people's lives you know this is real topics and really interesting important decisions that are being made and you feel involved in the decision making process and there's something quite special about that I think. Yeah I think with you know any decision making there's always that importance of people feeling like their voices are heard and actually mm knowing how those processes go on I feel like as humans it helps us all to just know more about that decisions are made in kind of a structured way and while sometimes we might not see it that way but actually being aware of kind of the complexity of some systems you know civil mm. service sounds like such a kind of high up thing that I would never have thought about looking into but actually showing how different people in this program the fast stream can actually bring people from so many backgrounds together it's, there's something really kind of positive around that and also accessibility in terms of making sure that people feel like they have access to those environments where they can get to those top levels without having mm. the, the barriers so I think that sounds really positive and I know you've touched on it before around kind of the degree side so is it that you would need a degree to come onto the program and um, is that how it works or is there some kind of experience you need as well? So you will need a degree to come onto yep. the program or the or be an existing civil servant so there's different yeah. routes um the actual specifications of degrees are on the website for civil yeah. service because there's 15 or 16 different schemes they have different requirements mostly it's a, a 2-2 or 2-1 degree some schemes for example economics require a more maths or economics focused degree yeah um i got onto projects delivery course with drama degree so most people out there are going to be fine <laughs> in regards <laughs> to what degree you've got there because they are looking not just on your technical abilities the civil service will evaluate you based upon behaviors as well and yeah. by behaviors it means what exactly you've done and adapting it to fit the format so for example yeah. in i don't really have any direct experience beforehand of um you know, business for example i don't know how it works but in regards to leadership i did a bit of directing on my drama course so i could use that example of how i led the team there talk about what i did during it and help and use those examples while applying for the fast stream and in those interview processes as well so i think that's something to keep in mind if you're thinking about applying don't necessarily think you have to know it all already. Think about experiences you might have had at uni that match what they're looking for and then apply them. And that's what they're looking for as well as that application of prior experience. 
um, but they're really looking for in the in the process of applying for it. You've answered my next question already a bit, Chris, because we were going to ask whether you had any hints or tips for potential applicants, but you've kind of touched on that a bit. I don't know if you've got anything to add, Anna, that you think would be useful advice for somebody thinking about applying. Yeah, so the, the application process at the moment with FastStream is, is in like various rounds. So the first one will be some kind of online tests. And the thing that helped me was there's free online practice examples of these tests yeah so I just did those until like the actual time came to do them properly because I think you can get a bit caught up in oh I'm on like an online thing like the clock's going whatever and so I just practiced those and then after that it was um an interview and it was one of these ones where it automatically starts recording and the question pops up and films you um so again there's practice examples of those you can do online for free yeah um, and then you can watch yourself back and see how you come across and um, again I thought that was really useful and finally it's an assessment centre which is yeah. it was online for us because it was during Covid I'm not sure if they moved back to in person um, but there's really good examples online so I'd just say do as many online examples as you can and with the assessment centre just try not to panic because you with other people and then I think you start comparing yourself to them, but just go in it for you and just do what you do, not in that situation. I think it's a really good one. I don't know if you've got anything to add about the process though, Chris. Yeah, I suppose just for me, Anna, for the project delivery one, we have a final selection board, which is more of a traditional, you know, one-to-one interview. I think I had a few people on a panel interviewing me where you ask questions. All I'd say with that one is ask prior fast streamers that have been through it and done it for like their feedback as well to get an idea of what questions they might ask so for example for the projects one one of the questions was around what's the difference between government projects and private sector projects i had no idea beforehand but it's just all right i did a bit of research you know spend an hour online kind of make some notes on it and then go and interview, interview itself just feeling prepared around that so thinking around it there but I mean if anyone listening wants further advice or have a chat then you can reach out to us as well me and I are part of the Bangor uni outreach team so we're specifically assigned to to Bangor to help students for applications answer any questions and just have a chat on the fat room as well so that's always an option if you want to if you're really thinking of applying you know, reach out to us more than happy to, to chat through any questions in further detail that's really good to know yeah yeah I think you're you're both uh, available yeah sorry but no no it's okay I was (laughs) gonna say I think it's really useful to know like how these projects are attainable for people because often in North Wales people might think that you know there's much of a limit and actually where graduates can go on to but actually having that link straight away and having two people's names and and having that way in in a way can often take away that daunting thing because you know work if there's service that in itself sounds like traditionally that is something that um, you have an image don't you of the kind of person who works there mm. and I think a lot more now we're kind of moving towards we think about employment in the future around what people's values are and finding something that matches values and what you want from that work rather than necessarily like the kind of who it's for but actually I just come back to the fisheries example, like you did French to fisheries. That sounds like quite a good tagline, French to fisheries. But anyway, sorry. Um, But yeah, no, I think it's really interesting. And also what you said around the idea that it's a supportive process. So you've got that support and have that community of you going through it together. So I think it's 
it's quite reassuring to know that these projects have got that supporting because I think there's a lot of pressure to know everything and I know from my experience you know going looking for those jobs you kind of feel like oh well how do I have all of this and how do I you know sell myself well when I've not done it before but actually it's around the person and and actually if you can learn knowledge but you can't change who you are and I think those are the things that I would I think you've both kind of come across it you know you might have on paper very different backgrounds to what people might assume but actually it's those core skills and values of working in a team communication overcoming problems applying your skills mobilizing resources by looking for information that actually count for a lot more than that yeah and that's something that you know they'll be looking for in the application process it's it's not always just about what you know which is important in, in a lot of jobs but in the civil service it's a future leadership scheme as well. So they are looking yeah. to see what behaviours you can develop during the course of the scheme and what career or what kind of leader you want to be when you're more established. That's quite a, quite a lot of focus is placed upon that. They're looking at leaders that inspire you and yeah. emulating them. What are the traits that you think will make a really good civil servant, but also a really valuable member of society as well? And I think that's something that drew me to the fast stream where in a lot of jobs, you're working for a big company and your goal is to make the big company a lot more money. Whereas working as a civil servant, often your goals are sometimes more difficult to to explain or try to work out. Um, quite a lot of work goes into that as well within government. So, you know, if you're talking about benefits, you might have to spend a lot of money to help people and benefit them. But ultimately, you are contributing to, to improving the country. That's yeah. one of the main goals of the civil service is improving people's experiences as well. That's a big draw, I find, at least personally. So again, it's both be you've both had such insightful answers, but also experiences as well. And I think listeners can can definitely draw some self-reflection on that and kind of thinking about their own ideas and what they're looking for and maybe even consider the fast stream and looking at something like that. So it could be that we've got a drama listener or a French student listening and they, they then decide to um, follow you up on that. Wouldn't that be nice to have that full circle moment there? But no, um, again, thank you and such insightful answers. But do you want to add anything else or have we missed anything that you really kind of want to, to share about your experiences? Um, I think the only other thing that I would add is if you're still a current student and you're at uni, um, and people offer you opportunities, even if you're like, I'm not sure how this will help me, just go for it. Because you never know if you're in an interview or looking for like a behaviour example, when it might be useful. And even just taking the opportunity in the first place, showing willing and making a connection um, could be really beneficial. So that's definitely something I'd say, just trying anything that might remotely help you just go for it and it's okay if you don't know what you want to do just roll with it and so something good will happen (laughs) and I suppose mine would be the civil service has a careers website dedicated to it now it's not quite to do exactly with the fast dream but if you search for civil service careers there is a quiz on there which you can do and it will match your current interests and skills with professions in the civil service. So professions, just to give an overview, would be things like project delivery is one, um, commercial policy is another one. So areas of expertise, which you'll normally pick up and learn whilst you're on the scheme as well. Uh, you don't need to know anything about it going into it, but they'll teach it to you. But if you are still deciding, oh, I like the sound of the fast stream, but I'm not sure quite which scheme would suit me best. 
that's quite a good starting point to go on to civil service careers. Oh, Tess, that sounds like a bit of homework for us just out of curiosity yeah. to see yeah. to see what um, the, 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 the quiz would tell us. Logging we would, on as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> to see where we, well, you never know, we might um, think about a career change ourselves, yeah, you never know. Certainly, certainly intrigued to try out the um, the quiz, definitely. Well, we've got some homework now. There we go. Yeah. We've got some homework, Tess. <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been so fascinating to hear where you started with your degrees to to where you've ended up now and how what a sort of varied journey it's been. And always reassuring to hear that people from all sorts of degree disciplines are accepted onto these types of uh, graduate schemes. So that's really good to hear. The only question I wanted to ask you, Chris, because you mentioned you you were a musician as well. What sort Mm. of do you play? um, what instruments do you play or are you in a band or so I am in a band yeah that, that was, in... it's off topic question just off topic no no worries <laughs> yeah. um so I'm in a band I play bass mostly guitar some synthesizers and then involved a bit with production as well so kind of a bit experimental art rocky um we're based up in in Manchester and I suppose the good thing about the civil service and fast stream is that it's quite flexible in how it allows for leave working yeah. hours and nine to five you can request a digital one so i suppose another if just go back to the fast stream uh, another benefit is that you can agree working hours with most managers for example if you prefer to work 10 to 6 or 8 to 4 um, most of the time that's quite flexible within that same with taking leave or compressed hours you know the civil service is very open to that and taken into your needs as well and that's okay. from every position every place that I've been in it's been the same so far but yeah so a cheeky plug for the band as well I guess. <laughs> yeah. no what are they Why? called what, what what are the band called uh Valletta V-A-L-E-T-T-A uh, so we're I on Spotify and yeah. YouTube oh, you're on, yeah you're, oh you've made it if you're on Spotify um other, <laughs> other, other platforms are available um <laughs> Oh, we'll nobody. definitely have a listen yeah yeah well thank you again so much for coming on today to all our listeners you can tune in again next month for another episode or you can listen back at the content we've previously recorded and there really is something for everybody if you do have any suggestions for topics to cover or a speaker that you'd like to hear from please feel free to send us an email on talent at banger.ac.uk or a direct message to us on our instagram page which thank is you. at BU employability. And thanks again to Chris and Anna for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.